Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Align Your Day. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. We have a very special episode that's near and dear to my heart with one of my good friends that I met through my coaching institute. We have beautiful Natalie on today. She's a yoga instructor. She's a life coach. She'll tell you more about herself and uh, her journey, her story, who she is. Um, but I'm just so excited to have her. She she really is a vessel of wisdom, knowledge, and just whenever I like see her come up on my feet or just, just interact with her, I feel like she's just such a ray of light that really reminds you of the zest that life can bring. So I'm excited to have her on and bring some zest on our podcast. So without further ado, Miss Natalie, how are you? Thank you for coming on. Jenna, that was so sweet. Yes. No, I had to. I really appreciate you saying all of that. And, and that means a lot to me that you see me that way. Um, I'm so excited to be on your show. I'm so grateful that we get to to do a little podcast swap for you to be on mine, me to be on yours, and just to expand our community together. So a little bit about me. My name is Natalie. I go as the Hungry Yogi on Instagram and and kind of in life. I feel like it's become like my <laughs> my actual name here and there. Hungry Yogi. What's up, Hungry Yogi? So I love it. First of all, I'll talk about how I developed that name, Hungry Yogi. I love food. I've been a foodie since I was a, like five years old. I would just watch the Food Channel with my grandma and mm-hmm. that's how we would bond. And I've always wanted to be a chef. So I think when I'm like 40 or 50, that's going to be like my next thing that I pursue. Love it. And then Yogi came from being a yoga instructor. So I combined the two and that's like me in a nutshell is the Hungry Yogi, right? So <sighs> essentially- so that's that's my my persona and then who I am as a person I am I was born in Colombia South America got to mm-hmm. the U.S. when I was eight years old I've lived in the U.S. Canada moved around my whole life I studied engineering in school decided that's not the route that I wanted to continue even though I graduated with the degree and was pursuing my yoga instructor path as I was in engineering once I graduated with engineering and I had already found Elementum, which is a coaching institute that you and I were both a part of, I decided that's what I had to do. Like there was no choice. It wasn't, I, I didn't want to go into the the career of engineering that I had thought I was going into. Mm-hmm. And I decided to just go full force with my entrepreneur journey, with my life coaching journey and with my yoga, yoga teaching journey. And it's kind of blossomed throughout the years in a way that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. And now we're here. That's so beautiful. You have such, you have such an interesting, and I feel like almost like multifaceted journey that maybe most don't find themselves in when they first, you know, come into personal growth or entrepreneurship because, or even being a yoga instructor, like Mm -hmm. moving from engineering, which is very almost like, it seems like left brain, like, you know, and analysis and then totally towards your creativity, your, mm-hmm. you know, your inner feminine, getting in touch with your body, with yoga. So it's just, it's so interesting to hear that. When I first learned that you were coming from engineering, I was like, oh, wow, that's so interesting. And it actually, it tied, it tied quite well to my journey too, since I'm, wow. I'm a CPA. So I studied accounting mm-hmm. and finance. So not quite similar to engineering, very more right, right. Science that, that No, end, but, but extremely hard accounting, yeah. anything like that, that, that is not easy <laughs> oh it, it was just like it was just funny because I was like oh she understands like the left brain side of things mm-hmm. and just analysis and and all yeah. that so yeah um such totally. an interesting journey and Thank and you. I can I can resonate with you on your um 
your food stuff too. I loved Food Network and the cooking channel. So that was like my morning routine that got me through like eighth grade. I feel, I feel like was the cooking channel every morning. I know I would literally invite my friends over and just have them watch the food channel with me. Like it was, it was just kind of like a known thing. If you're coming to Natalie's house, you're going to watch the food channel. Oh, I love that. That (laughs) But thank you for, for saying what you said about, you know, the multifaceted Mm -hmm. thing, because that, that is so true. And I, I discovered in my engineering journey, how logical minded that journey is. Like, it's very much like in, in the head all the time, not in the body whatsoever. Um, Most of the time in in engineering, I noticed it was a lot of neglecting the body and Mm -hmm. that was just like wearing me down completely. So when I found yoga, which was maybe two years into my four or five year it was supposed to be four years, but ended up being five because I failed some classes. So. Okay, it's okay. It's, it's all good though. It is, it is what it is. But about two years in, I found my yoga journey and it actually happened through, I was I was going through a really hard time at the, at the moment. I was married, going through a divorce mm-hmm. as I was in engineering, as all this stuff was happening in my life. And I found yoga and it just connected me back to my body in, in such a beautiful way. So it was really what held me together in that logical left side brain career of engineering. And I think yoga is the reason I was even able to finish is just because that gave me purpose. It gave me a feeling of I'm, I'm okay. Like I don't, I don't need to get so overwhelmed by my thoughts. And I just dove so deep into that journey with yoga. And, um, ultimately that became what I ended up doing, but it is beautiful to be able to to have that duality as humans because I feel like some we often put ourselves in this box of if you're an engineer, you're an engineer and this is what you have to do. If you're a yoga instructor, you're a yoga instructor and you can't be studying this kind of thing or you can't do this or you, you need to eat these certain things or dress this certain way. Yeah. And to me, it's just like I, I can be all of it. Like you can be everything. You can really tap into so many parts of you because that's what we are as humans we're we're cosmic beings made up of all the stars and all of everything in the world right yes that's that's so so key Natalie and and first off I just want to like thank you for being so vulnerable and open about sharing your experience and how yoga really helped ground you during during your hard moments and and I would love to hear more about your story and your journey um, I just, I just have one quick question that I'm curious yeah. about from your end. Um, just because I'm for my audience, we do have a lot of, um, women who are kind of more in the logical career set, like let's say engineering, a lot of business women who are in Excel a lot all day. Like for me, I can resonate right now with my mm. day job. Like I am very much still in my head during the day thinking like I'm going in my head, just analyzing things. Do you think, or what, what would you offer as maybe, whether advice or just things to consider for the woman who still wants to be in touch with her body, with her inner feminine, mm-hmm. but perhaps is still inclined to pursue more of a quote unquote, like logical right. uh, in her head career. What would you, how would you kind of help, you know, help them out when it came to blending those energies to feel more grounded? Totally. Great question. I feel first and foremost, find a way to get connected to your body, like find a way, whether it's through dance, whether it's through exercise, whether it's yoga, something that that will get you back in your body after a long day of being at work. 
I, I think back to when I was interning, I interned for L'Oreal. So I actually went mm. to New York and I interned for L'Oreal one summer um, doing development with the engineering crew in L'Oreal, which is super cool. And That's it was really like cool. A, it was yeah. a lot of fun. And at the same time, I was I, there was this part of me that was like, I'm not supposed to be here. I, like <laughs> I am, but I, this is not what I really want to be doing. Yeah, but it was cool. Like it was a really cool experience. And I just remember during that time, I was already super deep in my yoga journey. I was like, had such a routine. And that was the 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 best part of being in a career um, where you're constantly using your mind is being really strict and disciplined with having a routine of pouring into yourself. Mm. So Okay. What I would do when I was before I would go into the office is I would wake up and I would prioritize every morning I would wake up and do breath work and some sort of yoga, some sort of movement. So I would find you like a YouTube video, right? There's so much, so many resources out there, like at your fingertips. Yeah. So just starting your morning off with like 10 minutes of breath work, whether it's like just hand on heart and just focusing on your breath or some intense breath work that's going to get you like in your body some shaking, a little bit of yoga, some sun salutation, something to get you in your body before you go and just use your mind the entire day. So that's something that was super effective for me, but it may look different for everyone. It may look like dancing, like going to some sort of dance class in the morning, if that's a thing, like a Zumba morning class or something. But, you know, I think the, the big mistake that a lot of us make is that we wait until like later at night or after work to actually pour into ourselves. But by that time, your cup is already empty. So I I love the, the full cup or empty cup analogy, because I like to look at it as every morning you wake up and let's say you have like a half, half full cup throughout the day, that cup, as you're pouring into work and doing all sorts of things, that cup starts to empty slowly, slowly, you're pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. By the time you get home, you're probably so tired, you've exerted all of your willpower, and now you're having to drag yourself to the gym, drag yourself to a yoga class to try to fill back up that cup to like half full again, right? Then you go to sleep and start all over, but then your cup is always half full. Now Mm -hmm. imagine, imagine you wake up in the morning, your cup is half full, but you pour into yourself first thing in the morning. So now you're filling up that half full cup until it's completely full. It's like overflowing. So throughout the day, your cup is overflowing because you've already poured into yourself. You've already gone to the gym. You've already done the things you need to do for yourself. And then when you get home, now your cup is like half full. It's not empty. You still got some, some love to give. You still have some energy in you. And then you wake up in the morning and you just continue to fill it back up. But you're not filling it from this empty cup where there's just like a drop of water or drop of coffee, whatever you want to have in your cup. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that because I, it's so, it's so easy to get in the rut of, I just got to focus on, you know, the work for the day, the priorities, and then I'll focus on me and then I'll, you know, replenish myself and then I'll go to the gym. But at that point, you're already, like you said, your, your cup's already gone, (laughs) gone at that point. Your cup is so empty at that point. And it's like, you can't give to others. If your cup is empty, like you come first and some people, may think that's selfish, but it's actually the most selfless thing you can do is pour into yourself because then you can pour into others from a place of abundance rather than a place of lack and a place of like needing to people please or to give from a place that you don't even have. Mm, So, so key. 
Yeah. So he, Natalie, wow. That's really landing for me. Love that. And yeah. And I, I feel like what's coming to mind to me as I'm like, not kind of soak in is it's easy to kind of hear or just, yeah, I guess hear that maybe when people come home from work, it's, it's almost like the, the, their cups are already not like that full. Right. And mm-hmm. so I think we see that people get trust from work and then their relationships start to suffer because they're not able to be their full selves when it comes to, yeah, giving that love to their partner or showing up for, you know, their loved ones more fully. And so mm-hmm. it's almost like when you make that priority initially, it can overflow then to maybe having more flow in your relationship, feeling totally. that love more because you're connecting more to your body to be able to connect more to your heart in that way too. Exactly. Um, not sure if that resonates with you at all, but- No, thousand percent. And that actually touches on something that I wanted to bring up today as we were speaking. Um, so I call myself an alignment coach. That's like the, the niche that I decided to go into is an alignment coach. I love the word alignment. I love that, like what it represents in itself and what it means to have an aligned life. Right. So this, this touches upon what we just talked about with like pouring into yourself and like focusing on your physical health, focusing on your mental health, focusing on, on, like filling your cup and, and your soul essentially. Right. So there's three specific aspects, three categories that have to be full before you even look at any other part of a human's life, three things that need to be fulfilled and need to be like, you need to prioritize them. And that's your mind, your body and your soul, right? Mind, body, soul, mind, body, spirit. If those three things are full, if those three things are good, everything else in your life is going to flourish without those three things, without your mental health, without your physical health, without some sort of spiritual alignment or some sort of connection to to your deepest self and to something higher than you, whatever that may be, whether it's God, whether it's source, whatever you want to call it, something that gives you a purpose and something that gives you something to look forward to in life. That's like your spirituality, right? Yeah. From those three things, that's the foundation of a human's life. That's the foundation. It's like, if you're trying to build a house on sand, it's going to fall apart eventually. Eventually it's just going to like go into shambles or whatever, right? If you're trying to build anything in your life, like money, finances, social life, community. Um, gosh, there's so many things to a human experience. Uh, what else? I'm like, I'm drawing a blank because there's like all these things. Yeah, anything. See, gr- growth, career. learning, anything, yeah. your mm-hmm. career. If any of those things you're trying to build, but you don't have the solid foundation of good mental health, good physical health, and good spiritual health, none of those things are going to to work in your life, truly. Only for mm-hmm. so long. It's like, an, it becomes... It's something that may work for a little bit once you have momentum and then eventually it can all just fall apart because you don't have the the foundation, right? So, so key. So key, Natalie. And and do you, when working with clients, do you kind of look at it from that three-tiered perspective and kind of do like an analysis with them? How, how does that play out with your work and your clients? Exactly. So I do something that I call alignment assessments. So with the alignment assessments, I look at 10 specific things, but those are the three main, the three main things that I look at mind, body, spirit, right? So from there, we start to look at every other category. And I actually wrote some of them down so that I like remember talking about all of them because my mind goes like 
all over the place. No, I hear you. I hear you. So I'll tell you the the 10 that I kind of look at. And I got this from, I don't know if you've ever seen the Wheel of Life. It's I like haven't. Little, it's just like a little wheel. Sometimes they'll bring it into like the workplace and have it people do assessments of like their wheel of life and what it looks like. I had this done to me through a, a psychologist when I was younger. She like had me, it was like a little circle, right? And it has all these different aspects of the human experience. And she had me rate myself from one to 10 on each of those parts of my life. Oh, so that's okay. kind of the wheel of life. And and there's some that look different from others, but these are the, the main 10 that I decided were what I wanted to look at when I work with a client. Beautiful. And I'll just say them all like fast and then I'll kind of go through them in a little bit in depth. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. So your social life and community is one of them. Your partner and love life, your environment, career and work, growth and learning, your money and finances, your family, and then the top three that we talked about, which is the mental health, physical health, and spirituality. Wow. So those Such are a like rounded approach. Yeah. Kind of hits like really all the aspects. All the aspects. And there's some more in there. Like there's some wheel of lives that have something like some more in-depth things, like maybe um like religion, uh, sexuality, like there's different things that will go into different wheels of life. But this is kind of the one that I looked at and, and they all have umbrellas. Like when you look at partner in love, then you can kind of dive Mm -hmm. deeper into like, okay, like intimacy, sex life, that, that type of stuff. Right. So that's what I look at when I work with a client is all of those aspects. And I ask them, okay, what is out of alignment? Cause sometimes like you come, you go to to see a coach or a therapist, or you just don't even know what's wrong with your life. You just know like there's something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's something something wrong with my life. I don't know what it is. Like, where do I start? So this is a really good place to start. And for anyone listening on the podcast, this is a really good place to just look at what is out of alignment in my life. Like if I'm not feeling well, what is it? Is it my social life? Is it my partner? Is it my job? Is it my environment? Like what is wrong with my life in this moment? What needs to be realigned? So when we look at the first three that we talked about, which was the mental health, physical health, spirituality. With mental health, the way to know if you're out of alignment or in alignment with your mental health is definitely like your mental clarity. If you're, you feel like your mind is not clear. If you Mm. feel like you're always having thoughts nonstop, you're not living in the present moment. Every, everywhere you are, you are there physically, but mentally your head is somewhere else. Like that is a really good indication of, okay, there's something that needs to be looked at here. Mm. So, so some ways to create alignment in that area is meditation, journaling, like clearing your mind and creating space in the mind so that you can have clarity in how you think and how you show up in your life, right? So huge. So And feel free to pause me if you have any questions as I'm talking or anything comes up for you. No, definitely. I I have one, but I want to have you go through maybe a couple more and then pause. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. So then next would be looking into the physical, right? So physical health, fitness, if a person is not pouring into their body, like going to the gym a few times a week, or just doing some sort of physical movement that gets them in their body, their mind's not going to be okay. So these all work together, like mind, body, soul, it's all like, if one is out of alignment, the other one is too, most likely, like if your mental health is out of alignment, it's very likely that your physical health is probably not in the best shape either, because you might not have the mental energy to bring your body to a place where you want to work out that that you even want to do anything physically, right? Yeah. So physical health, how to know that that's out of alignment. 
the thing with physical, it's easier to know with physical health, right? right. Because mental right. health, it's like, you don't yeah. really see it. Mm-hmm. You might see it in like your outside world because our mind reflects on what's happening outside of us. Every, yeah. everything that I said, the 10 things, like you will see if something is wrong in your outside world, it's reflecting whatever you're thinking. If your environment's messy, it's probably your mind is messy too. It, it all goes together. But the physical health, it's like, it's really easy to tell in many ways for some of us. Some of us like gain weight much easier, right? Some of us, like our bodies react immediately when you have anxiety and you feel certain things in your body, like your body tells you right away. And that's how you know, okay, something's out of alignment here. Yeah. So obviously how to get, how to get that kind of realigned the most basic way, go to the gym, work out, start like pouring into your body. And then finally would be spirituality. So with spirituality, I kind of connect this a lot to emotional, emotional health as well. Although mental, physical, spiritual, they all connect to emotions because your emotions are going to be affected based on if any of these are not in alignment. So So with spirituality, how do you know if you are not aligned spiritually? If you're not connected to yourself, like if you really have zero connection to yourself, self-love, self-worth if you feel like you don't have a purpose in this world and you don't know what it is like you have no idea that's a really big sign that you are not spiritually connected so a spirituality can look so many different ways it, it can be religion it can be so many things but it's also like the self it's yeah. the connection to self that's how I look at it at least and everyone has a different perspective of what spirituality means to them but I think connection to self is the biggest thing and how to to start connecting to that part of yourself is literally by connecting to the self like mm-hmm. connecting to mm-hmm. yourself and that is for me it's been through yoga and meditation those have been like the main things because when i meditate i can sit in stillness and watch myself like yeah. observe all of the little thoughts all of the physical sensations and just really notice everything that's happening and once you start doing that then you can actually start to connect to something deeper too. Like once you really feel connected to the self, it opens up a portal of energy to be able to connect to something beyond the self. Yes. And that might sound a bit mystical, but it's no, like- I, I experienced, I experienced that firsthand in my meditation. So it, it's just, it's so powerful. Once you, once you actually get connected to yourself, your inner, your inner heart, your inner wisdom, and it could be, it could start as simple as, you know, maybe if you're not as into meditation or as much, it could start as simple as what do I need today and answering it exactly. and moving forward, just little building that muscle mm-hmm. any little way you can. Exactly. Exactly. Through affirmations, just like listening to yourself, exactly what you said, just like asking, what do I need today? Because we don't even take the time to do that many times. We just kind of go through life without even checking in with ourselves. We go into this routine where we wake up, go to work, get home, eat, watch TV, go to sleep, wake up, like repeat. It's like repeat, repeat, repeat. And then did you even check in with yourself all day to see like, how am I? Like, how am I really doing today? Yeah. yeah. So, so key, Natalie. Thank you for sharing all that and, and dive and doing that like little deep analysis. It's so, it's yeah. so helpful to, to have that refresher of things that we might know, but we always need to be re-anchored in them because it's easy to forget them, especially in our society and how busy we get and everything. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, and I'm just curious, Natalie, from your work with clients, have you noticed um, maybe any patterns in this client is out of alignment in this area and that is directly correlating to their lack of alignment in this other area of your Mm. life, of their lives. Like just curious if you notice anything. 
Absolutely. I feel like, like I said, all of these are connected. So it's like, let's say that a client shows up and their mental health is awful. Like their mental health is in a place that's like, they, they don't even want to be around people. They feel depressed. They feel anxious all the time. Yeah we can connect that even to like their environment. Like let's say that they are living in a, in a space that is cluttered in a space that is filled with mess, junk, old things that they don't use anymore, all sorts of things that's going to create that. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's all connected. And our outer world is a reflection of our inner world. Like I said, it could even be, okay, this one's actually one of the main ones, social life and community. This is a big one that I notice as far as like people that come in to my to my world and they tell me that they're not feeling in alignment. It's usually the people that they're surrounding themselves with, that they're not surrounding themselves with a community that is supportive for their mental, spiritual and physical health. They might have friends that like are not necessarily vibrating at the frequency that they want to anymore. They may not resonate the same way. So For example, let's say a person's wanting to get more connected to their spiritual, their spirituality and their health, but they're surrounded by people that are always partying and drinking and doing drugs. And that's just the the part of their journey that they're in. Nothing, nothing like no judgment to them because I used to be in that place myself. Yeah. Um, But it's like, if you're trying to align your life, you have to look at your community. Like, who are you surrounding yourself by? Because who you surround yourself with becomes who you are, like the way that you show up and the way that other people perceive you as a person as well. So as hard as it is, is like changing your environment and changing your friendships, your community, building, starting to put yourself in places where there's people that are doing the things that you want to do in your life. Mm-hmm. So and, huge. Yeah, in so the healthiest huge. way possible. Yeah. yeah. I hope that answers your question. I don't know. Oh, it definitely does. And I didn't realize that community be such a big part, such a big one, oh, but that big. makes total sense. It's so big. And I, and I learned it actually through my yoga journey because, so I live in Houston. I didn't mention that earlier, but I live in Houston, Texas. And yeah. I'm so grateful that we have, we have a huge community here, like a, a huge yoga community. And it's oh. like a huge, we call it like the, the conscious community. We, we don't really drink alcohol. We we like to party sober. We like to yeah. have like conscious night lives and like where we dance and we do like really fun stuff, but without having to use alcohol, which yeah. is awesome. That's awesome. And no hangovers. You're good to go. Like, no hangovers. <laughs> like sometimes I'll have like an energy hangover because it's like so much energy happens. That's a whole topic in itself. But but yeah, so I learned through community just like how much you can grow as a person how much growth can happen when you're surrounding yourself with people that are on that same vibration as you. And for a lot of people that are listening here, it may not be like a huge yoga community, but even like, let's say you want to get into cycling or like, like into spinning or whatever, right? You find a community of people that are doing the same thing. And like, you're going to be on that same vibration as them. You're going to be doing things that they're doing and it's going to motivate you to continue to do that. But if you're wanting to get into something that's healthy, but in your community is people that are not doing any of that. It's going to be really hard for you to grow in that aspect. Yeah. Most definitely, Natalie, most definitely. Yeah. And, and that's so beautiful to hear that. It almost seems like just from hearing you speak and everything you've been talking about, like yoga was like almost this core thing that allowed you to find that community, to find that deeper sense of connection with yourself, your purpose, um, and all of that. And and I guess just, just going from that, I'm just curious, like, if, you, if you'd be willing to share maybe your personal story of maybe 
some things that, you know, brought you into alignment or I know core yoga maybe was that core thing for you, but mm-hmm. I would just love to share. Cause I'm sure you're, you're the best example of how you brought yourself back into alignment. So I'm just so totally, curious. Totally. So first I'll say, I feel like my most painful experiences are what kind of forced me into alignment. Mm. And I think that happens with most people is like, we go through really painful experiences that eventually make us have to wake up and like, they kind of shake us and say like, look, you need to wake up. You need to make a change in your life. So I think it was, that was the main thing. And gosh, where do I start with this? (laughs) It's a whole thing. But okay, first, first off, I will say yoga was like, I've been saying yoga was, was that for me? Um, I, when I started doing yoga and I was in engineering, I had friendships that like, I had some good friendships. Like they were, they were, they were awesome. And they were giving me a lot of what I needed in that time. But once I found my yoga journey, I felt like our vibrations went totally different. Like I just, I started going into this path of like, wanting to meditate all the time, not wanting to drink, just wanting to do yoga like 24 seven. And then the friends that I had weren't really into that. So it kind of started falling out of alignment. Right. Mm-hmm. Once I found one person that was in the yoga community here in Houston, it opened up all the doors for me. And that's where alignment really started for me. It was like, like, I, I can't emphasize community enough because that's where it all started for me. It was like, I was, I still had a year left of engineering when I found my yoga community here, but once I found them, that's what pushed me through because it gave me a sense of like, I'm not alone in this. Like, I'm not some weirdo that's just wanting to meditate all the time amongst all these people that don't want to do any yeah. of this. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I had kind of like my, my days where I would go into school and like really focus on my engineering stuff. And yeah. then I would have my yoga community to go hang out with and, and to create that alignment. And that's kind of what started bringing me into the life coaching world, into yeah. being able to see that my life didn't have to be what I was told that it needed to be of like graduating from engineering and doing all of these, these certain things. It gave me a a perspective shift, but I guess I'll go back to more. So when I, my my life was like really out of alignment, like how it all even came into this point. Um, Cause it's been a life in the making for us, like all of us. Yeah. Yeah. But basically like, like I mentioned earlier, I moved here when I was eight from Columbia. So that was really like a shocking experience for me as a eight-year-old not speaking English and moving to, I moved to Wyoming, which was like the most random oh, wow. place ever What's to move. On there? Like a, nothing, nothing at all. <laughs> My kidding. dad worked for an oil company and, and we got transferred up to Wyoming and I was like, what is this place? Like, it was so shocking and so confusing. So from that place, I was always trying to fit in. Like I, I noticed like that's what, what I developed from my childhood trauma of moving at that age was like, how do I fit in? Cause all you mm. want to do when you're a kid and it's just really as a, as adults even is fit in like, where, 100%. where's my community back to community, right? Where's yeah. my, my little crowd of people that I'm going to hang out with all the time. Yeah. And I feel like I could never find that because right when I would find it, we would move again. We moved probably uh, eight or eight, maybe eight or 10 times uh, from the age of eight to the age of 19. So it was like every one or two years, it was a move. We move again, move again, move again, right? So it was this constant trying to fit in and trying to be somebody. And anytime that we would move, it would be the shock of like moving. So, so 
moving from Wyoming to like Houston, for example, yeah, the people were totally different. Like it, it, when you go from city to city or state to state, things change a lot as far as like how people show up, the way that people are in school or like who the popular kids are in school, yeah. right? Interesting. So it became this game of like, okay, when I get to this place, I'm going to scope out who are the ones that are fitting in the most. And I'm going to try to become like them. That was like my thing of like, yeah. I'm going I'm to try to dress like them. Like I need to fit in. Like I can't afford to be here and not fit in. So that gave me this lack of identity. I didn't know who I was because I was always trying to be someone that I wasn't. I was always trying to be who that person was or who that person was. Yeah. So it got to a point where once I got to high school and moved to Canada and I started drinking heavily. Like it was, I was 15 years old and first day of school, I meet this group of girls. They seem like the popular girls. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to hang out with them. They yeah. invited me to have lunch. We sit outside in a big circle and they're all passing around a like a weed pipe. So mm -hmm. they were all just, everyone's like passing around this weed pipe yeah. and it gets to me and I'm like, well, gosh, I've never even smoked weed. This is so scary. Yeah. But then I did it. From that day, it was like a daily thing. Like I was high every single day. We would go in the parking lot, smoke, and then go back into class. Like yeah, all the time yeah. we're going in the parking lot, get drunk, go back into class. Okay. So that's, that was like the most out of alignment that my life has ever been. And it, it went on for many years until finally the cops caught me at school, like smoking weed. And then I got suspended and my parents like, were like, ah, what is this? What's going on? Yeah. 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 Then I found bodybuilding. So oh. yeah. Wow. Plot okay. Plot twist. There we Plot go. <laughs> That's something different. <laughs> so we actually moved to a different town, like after I graduated high school and I had this friend that was a bodybuilder that ha happened to coincidentally move to the same town as me at that time. So we both oh. moved from where we were in high school to this new town and it was, she was the only person I knew and she had become a bodybuilder. She became Canada's youngest like bodybuilding champion. Wow. And we became besties. And she started taking me to the gym with her. She introduced me to bodybuilding. And then I became in love with it. That's when I stopped drinking because I was like, well, if I'm drinking, my body's not going to feel good and I'm not going to yeah. be able to go to the gym. So yeah, yeah. it became like I had my my meals prepped. It was it was my routine. I loved it. Oh. It was the first time in my life I had a routine. So my life was starting to like shape up. So this goes back to what we were talking about with like mental, physical, spiritual yeah. health. This is when my physical health started to get aligned. My mental was still all over the place. Spiritual was still like, I don't even know where, but yeah. physical health was super aligned. I, I, was, I had like a six pack. I was like, yeah, <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> love to and see it. It was great. Yeah, I'll send you a picture later of the six pack. It was, it was maybe like a four pack, but it was there. No, facts. I love it. So that was the first the first moment of alignment, physical alignment, right? Aww. And that went on for, for some time. And then I moved again and got married. Another plot twist. It was so, Aww. I was like 20, 21 years old at that time, got married in Houston. Wow. I was in a three-year marriage and the physical health was still there. Mental health was completely falling apart and still wasn't really connected to spirituality in any way or to myself. Um, I was a really jealous person. I was I, like, yeah, I just feel like mentally I wasn't well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually the marriage started coming to an end and that's when I found yoga. So that's when the yoga started to come in and mm. that's when I started to align mental and spiritual health. 
So, but it was through that suffering of the divorce and of like what I thought my life was going to be becoming something completely different, falling apart to come back together. It fell apart and it came back together in the best way that I could possibly imagine. So I hope that that answers the question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Does it answer the question? (laughs) Yeah. I, I knew that I, I would, I wanted to hear your story because I knew I just had so many like obviously very, very tough moments, but almost like the unfoldings that allowed you to have it fold back into a place where you are now, a place where you are aligned, a place where you're inspiring others to become aligned and to see you traverse all of that and to hear that you did that and brought yourself to a place where now, like I said, you're literally full of zest, full of life, mm-hmm. such a light. It's just, um, it's really empowering to hear and to see. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for for sharing that so vulnerably, Natalie. I, I, I know that so many people are going to really be inspired by that. So thank you. I hope so. I oh, really most hope definitely. So. Yeah. Most yeah, definitely. I feel like um, it's important to share our stories. I feel like we all have something to share. And I actually started learning this through my yoga classes. At the end of all my yoga classes, I do something called the community circle. Oh. And so we finish the yoga class and then everybody will get in a circle and we'll all just kind of share. It's kind of like a little group therapy session, like really quickly. I love it. Everyone love just shares it. for like a minute or so, like what they're experiencing in life. Mm-hmm. People will cry. People will just share. And every person will say, I resonated so much with, with what so-and-so said. And and I feel like I'm going through the same thing as this person. And it just gives you this perspective of like, wow, someone's experienced something similar for me and they came out of it, or someone's going through the same pain that I am and yeah. I'm not alone in this. Yeah. 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 Wow. That is so healing. Like you have almost like double healing in your yoga sessions. Cause you got the mind and body that's yeah. going to be aligned during the session. And then you yeah. got like the emotional healing, healing from the totally. community. So you're hitting all aspects. If you're all in Houston, aspects. you gotta go to Natalie's yoga. Yeah, I've personally come. experienced one of her yoga sessions. Oh. It was amazing. We all loved it at our retreat that we went oh. on. So you need to need to hit her up if you're in Houston for sure. Thank you. Yes. Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And, and Natalie, just kind of going off of your story and what you had mentioned, um, I guess I know that we're almost coming up on time, but is there, I guess, is there anything that reflecting back on your story now, is there anything that you, you realized was almost like a a catalyst that you didn't realize was going to bring you into deeper alignment? And I know that like, obviously those pain points were those catalysts, but was there something else that you're like, oh, wow, like going through this experience or having this shift, whether mentally or physically led me to a place that I'm, I'm very grateful for now. Oh, I don't know if that makes sense. I can ask yeah, no. it in a different way, but I, th- I think it makes sense for sure. I would say, I just think every, every painful experience that I had led me to something greater, mm. like the divorce led me in the moment it felt like I was dying like Jenna I was literally like I remember the the person I was with cheated on me and in that moment I was literally my my world went into shambles I remember going in the shower and I was throwing up like like literally like because I was in so much emotional pain that literally I my body was just like releasing by throwing up like me I wasn't even trying to it was just happening oh my god and it felt like my world was just done like I didn't even know what I was going to do with my life my family had actually just moved back to Colombia so I was all by myself so it was just me and the person that I was married to and I Uh had to live with him for a few months even though we were already separated we had just bought a house 
So it was like, everything was kind of starting to come together. At least that's what it seemed like physically, like bought a house, all these things. And then a few months later, cheats on me and then everything falls apart. My family moves. I'm like, oh, what do I do now? Right? Yeah. But that experience, like I wouldn't change it for the world, honestly. I think in the moment, whenever we're going through those painful experiences, we just want to like get out of them. We think our life is ending, Mm -hmm. but your life is just beginning in those moments. It's like you're like the universe is literally putting this in your life so that you can let your ego go and allow something new to come into your life. And in that moment, I didn't think that I didn't realize that a few months later, a year later, I looked back at it and I was like, wow. I was in a marriage that I wasn't even happy in. I didn't even want to be in that. Like it it made me look at everything from this perspective of like, actually that was what needed to happen. Unfortunately, even though it was so painful. So that was a huge catalyst for, for my growth that I didn't think was going to be. And then one thing I didn't even mention was a relationship that I had after that, that was became abusive physically. So the person I was with became physically abusive And again, it was like my world fell apart, but it was this time, it was almost easier for me to process it because I had gotten to this point in my spiritual journey where I, I was in acceptance of anything that's happening is for a reason. Mm, Like it's happening for a reason, even though this sucks, like nobody deserves to have their, like someone put their hands on them or anything. It, I realized like, okay, the universe life is trying to show me something right now. Like, that's not who I want to be with. That's not the type of relationship that I need to be in. And it made me learn so much about myself. So those those things have been a catalyst for my growth. And so that I can help others in their journey. Because yeah. I think that I, I'm starting to realize I was put on this earth to help others through all the things that I've experienced I think all of us truly are too, in in some way, shape or form. When we experience these painful things, we can channel those to help someone else that is going through something similar or that needs that needs that healing. Yes. Yes, Natalie landing so, so much. And it's almost like that, that experience of that, you know, painful moment of that catalyst. That's actually what can create true wisdom almost within you and within your journey. Cause yeah. you, you had to learn from that experience rather than just somebody, I think sometimes somebody can tell you something, but then the second that you actually have that experience and like have to integrate it, have to learn, have to apply new concepts, have to apply totally. new beliefs to your life and about yourself. That's when, totally. you know, new wisdom can be integrated and you can actually level up to a more aligned version of yourself. 1000%. I feel like we, we do have to experience things ourselves, but we can learn so much from people that have experienced a, a something similar before we yeah. like go fully into that. Oh, for and, sure. and something that just came up for me um, really quickly that I'll share was a huge, so I didn't even mention this part of my life story before I moved to America and all of that. And it was my biological dad was really abusive to my mom. So mm-hmm. when this person that I was dating put their hands on me, I think that's why it was so easy for me to immediately be like, nope, I'm out of this, like in that moment, because it reminded me back to like, I've seen this before in my life. I can't fall into this type of pattern. So I think it's super important for anyone listening, like look at the patterns in your life 
because what you're experiencing now that is painful is probably connected to something that you experienced in your childhood that you're now attracting into your life so you have to shed those things away that like heal those inner child wounds so that you're not attracting things that aren't in alignment with who you are actually trying to be or who you are now Yes. Yeah. That's so powerful. And that's what can create those almost like generational shifts and getting out of those generational cycles that you may have found were, you know, passed down through your family. It's like, you can be that person to recognize the pattern and start to say no. And I think that's becoming, you know, more, I guess, emphasized now that we're all kind of trying to help each other, give resources, grow spiritually in some way, grow communities in our areas. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's so key, Natalie. And that's what you're doing in Houston and we love to see you do it. And I love to do it. I feel like I, I really found my passion and I'm like, I'm just so happy about it. I'm so happy for me that I yes. found what I love. I'm so I'm so happy for you too. I'm so happy. It's so thank great. You, Jenna. Yes. And and thank you. You've you've shared so so much, Natalie, from tangible tips to your story to quite literally so such a vast array of knowledge. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your yeah. light and everything that you you you've encountered so far. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I really hope that your listeners resonate with this and that it lands in some way shape or form I feel like I packed so much into everything I just said that I hope I, I hope it wasn't it too much end. no yeah no, for yeah. sure but then- and Natalie I would love to share with my listeners how they can get in touch with you get coaching from you get in touch with your resources if you want to share absolutely thank you for that so you can find me on Instagram at hungryyogi underscore I have my podcast, Path to Alignment, which I'm going to have Jenna on as well. So y'all can Yay. go listen to Jenna talking on my podcast, Path to Alignment with Hungry Yogi. Um, if you would like to learn about coaching with me, I offer 30-minute free alignment calls where we just talk about what your journey is, what's out of alignment in your life, and how I can help you. And if our energies match and resonate with each other so we can work together for three or six months, mm-hmm. And yeah, what else? I have a retreat coming up in a year. Haven't announced it yet, but it'll be announced on my social media. And I'm just super excited for life. So you can find everything on my social media, on my, on my bio, my little link in my bio. Everything's on there. Yay. Yes. Follow her at Hungry Yogi. And thank you again, Natalie, for coming on. Loved, loved having you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenna. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you, everyone.